Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. When it comes to a thriving career, everyone could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. At LHH, we help every step of the way. We're committed to personalized support, insights, and resources that lead to more job opportunities than ever before. No matter what role a professional has in your organization, our services offer an experience that fits each person individually. And for organizations, LHH provides consultant support and guidance through the entire outplacement or career transition process, understanding the sensitivity and impact on your team. The world is full of new possibilities, and we help both organizations and individuals realize the possibility of what's next. It's outplacement reimagined. Visit LHHtalent.com. That's LHHtalent.com to get in touch with an outplacement consultant today because everyone and every organization could use a little support, especially when it comes to transitions. LHH, helping you every step of the way. Visit LHHtalent.com. Yes, hey, the voter guide is on our webpage, KFIAM640.com, uh, the John and Ken page. Uh, I see John. Yes. Early voting begins tomorrow. You can go to one of those early voting centers. You're not oh. going to do that, though. You're waiting for election day, right? No, I, I could do early voting. I don't think it'll be crowded. I got to see if I know what I'm doing. There, uh, there's some things I haven't been paying attention to. but uh, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. are the hours for the 10 early voting. Yeah, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Nah, those are working hours. Well, not tomorrow. Oh, no, tomorrow, no, tomorrow I'm busy. I'll get there eventually. Sure. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know where the early voting site is in my neighborhood, so I have to. Uh, and I'm not clear on all the candidates for everything yet either. All right. All right. You still have a lot to do. I do. A lot of homework. Uh, is Joe here? Joe Buscaino, the uh, councilman from the San Pedro area, and uh, he's uh, ran for mayor, and uh, now he's joined the Caruso team. Joe, you there? Yes, can you hear me? Yeah. 
Hey. How, how you are doing? you doing? Good, good. Yeah, there's one thing we can agree on. That's Rick Russo for mayor. Yeah. That's on the voter's guide. <laughs> yes, that's on our voter's guide, and I am voting for yes. Rick Russo, and you are too. Uh, and and yep. what 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 do you know? What what's your sense of the race? Because I, I'm I'm noticing like today specifically uh, a few articles, and you know how reporters are? They try to hint in a story that they know what's going on without saying explicitly. <laughs> it seems like the way they're writing, it's going in 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 Rick's direction. What do you know? What Absolutely. do you feel? And it's, yeah, it's no secret. And this is why a couple of weeks ago, you know, Rick and I had this conversation about doing what's best for the city. As you know, I suspended the campaign and came on board with Rick. And this is greater than Joe Buscaino. It's what's best for the city of Los Angeles. And at this point, it, it, it's what Rick has been saying all along. A safer and cleaner Los Angeles. He and I agree on this. It's with my campaign message. But he has really taken this up a level to the point where he's leading uh, all candidates, or the last three of them or so, uh, on this issue to the point where, you know, his goal is to win this, um, potentially win this on, on June 7th, but we'll see how this pans out come June 7th. Yeah, we haven't seen any real polling. Is there internal polling? Uh, not that I'm aware of, uh, but um, when, uh, John, you indicated, like, when, when the Times, uh, what you want to agree with them or not, indicates that uh, there's a possibility. It's it's still a long it, – it's – there's it's well, because the, the, There was it's an article today that yeah, he, might, he might be aiming to clear 50 percent, right? Right, and you, that article doesn't come out unless there was a possibility he could clear 50 percent in the primary, and uh, even the Times wants to be uh, ahead of that story. At least to it's say how it looked to me, too, when I read that. Yes. Well, I can tell you this. It, it, when I came on uh, a couple weeks back, um, they shared with me some some numbers with, with my support. I can possibly get them over. But it all depends on who turns out. And still, there's a lot of folks uh, that have their ballots on their kitchen tables that still have not submitted their ballots. This is where it's important for us as a team. Uh, Rick and I are, you know, from corner east from Silmar to San Pedro, uh, letting folks know to fill out your ballot now, and I'm asking my and encouraging my supporters to vote for Rick moving forward. Well, because uh, I, uh, in that story there was a uh, a Karen Bass, uh, somebody who uh, runs a political action committee, who was nervous because the early vote has only been a five percent turnout, implying that a low turnout benefits Caruso, that they're going to need a high turnout uh, from to have for Bass to have a better chance. So she seemed to be very worried in that story that the turnout's too low now, and she knows the energy is on the side for Caruso because the people who do vote are voting on homelessness and crime. Absolutely. And you, you see how desperate uh, the opposition's getting with these, uh, these attack ads that clearly did not reflect my friend Rick Caruso, painting him as, as a Donald Trump. He, Rick Caruso's far from Donald Trump. I've known him over 10 years. So it's a desperate attempt by the Bass supporters, uh, knowing what's to come uh, to do this early. Normally you see this in the last few weeks of the uh, the, the runoff. But, um, you know, uh, we feel strongly that Rick will be the top vote-getter come June 7th, whether or not he gets 50-plus-1%, he's going to win this. I, I, I Last one, I, I saw the uh, the Trump comparison commercials because rick said publicly yeah. he didn't want he did he did not want trump setting foot uh on uh, on the grove in the grove he, he didn't want him coming there ever 
which sounded like he'd, he'd banned him. Because he, I asked him once uh, yeah. if he ever met Trump, and he said he had one phone call with him once years ago. And it was something, something over real estate. But he just found Trump's behavior just to be so just uncivilized that it's just not yeah, a guy he yeah, could ever it, connect with. Yeah, John, and I've been stumping for Rick in all parts of the city. And it's just, again, just desperate. Let's talk about the issues, okay? The issues before us. Uh, and what Rick and I have been saying, we want clean streets. We want safe streets. We want less chaos and lawlessness. We want innovative solutions to solve homelessness. We want a city that rolls out the red carpet for businesses. We want a city that gets to us. We want a city hall that's going to clean up by the corruption. I've had a front row seat and three colleagues who've been indicted. And, uh, you know, Rick will be that relentless leader that we need. Now, the mayor's power. How much can he get done considering the resistance of the L.A. City Council, which and that resistance may change a little bit after this election, but still it's going to be overwhelmingly the same crowd that has stymied a lot of the, the, lot of the proposals you have put forth. Um, wh- wh- how, how, how does a mayor in L.A., I keep hearing that L.A. has a weak mayor system, and others say, no, they've got some special secret powers. What, 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 I, I'm sure you've researched this since you ran a campaign for so yeah. long. What, what, what is the power that he can make changes within the first few months that would have an effect? Well, the power of, of being the executive of the city and the power of, of uh, inking a number of executive director directors rather that would change course in the city. Bottom line here, John and Ken, is this, you know, when Rick wins, it'll definitely be a mandate, a mandate against the status quo. Uh, as you know, you and I uh, spoke about the importance of leading with uh, balance and, and practical policies. Um, and, you know, when, when today I have an RV ban in residential area, neighborhoods still sitting in Kevin DeLeon's Homelessness and Poverty Committee, it, it, it's like, who are we helping here? Why are we still having these, these, these motions that will clean our city stuck in committee? Um, and you're right. When we talk about the governance of the city, it's the, the charter that needs to be changed. Uh, and, uh, that, but, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. If you want a, a strong mayor system, you need to change that charter. Well, he can, but Rick's he, not he going to lo- need that because it's a mandate. He can loosen up the LAPD, right? He can have the officers start. Uh, p- p- patrolling for quality of life issues, quality of life crimes, right? Yep. People, people doing drugs in yeah. the street, people who are uh, taking, t- t- you know, dumping their feces in the street. Th- that can be addressed often by the cops. The cops could be able to clear out some of these encampments without going through a whole lot of uh, bureaucracy, correct? Absolutely. And, and Rick has said that. We, we, we can no longer handcuff our cops from doing their jobs. Let's let's clean our streets and something that, you know, the quality of life issues today is that, you know, when 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 officers affect arrests or getting the off the knuckleheads or getting sent back out and doing the same thing over and over. But again, it starts with the mayor, the police chief and the direction of the police chief and the police commission to clean our streets and support the cops, but also uh, give the cops uh, the ability to um to to address the quality of life concerns. This is why Rick is running, why he brought in Chief Bratton at the time to to restore our quality of life in our city moving forward. All right, Joe. Thanks for coming on. 
<laughs> he just texts me. He hears, he's hearing us. He says hello. <laughs> Tell him to give us a call. We're, we're, I know. you got to get him on the show. Uh, again, uh, CarusoCan.com. Please get on that website and turn in your ballots and, and, and get Cruz, uh, Rick Caruso in office. All right, Joe. Thanks very much for coming on. All right, guys. All right bye. City Councilman Joe Buscaino, who was in the race for mayor but dropped out recently and is supporting Rick Caruso. I see a note here, another urgent uh, email from the El Segundo Times. The Los Angeles City Council voted today to make an offer on an apartment complex in Chinatown. They're buying real estate now? Tenants voiced their rage and frustration over massive rent hikes sought by the building's owner. So the answer is to buy the property? Holy mackerel. That's, I, what, that's what they're doing with the tax money? Is buying that's a what, property. Well, that's the communist idea. The government takes control of the property, that's right? What, that's what these people are. <laughs> wow. In their hearts, that's what they are. Oh, apparently, oh, this is Gil Cedillo's district. He's in a tough re-election fight against a real activist who has called for new tenant protection. So he must be looking at some polling that says he's in trouble, and he urged the city council to make a move on his favor on this and to perhaps make an offer on this building to... Help these tenants. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken KFI. The L.A. County Metropolitan Transportation Authority Board approved an $8.8 billion budget. It's the largest budget ever, despite the fact that they have rising crime and a huge drop in ridership. They're going to double the amount that they spend on their unarmed ambassadors. Now, we talked oh, to Sheriff Ian Aweva the other day, and the Unarmed Sheriff's Department does provide some protection on the metro system, but the idea of doubling the amount of money you spent on people that walk around, what, in little colorful jackets? What? May I help you? I'm your ambassador. Did you see that video that Steve Gregory got a hold of? What's an ambassador going to do when they're shooting at each other and they're sexually assaulting it's, people and it, it's there's stupid. fights all over the floor and knives? It's their progressive insanity. Amb- uh, unarmed ambassadors will have zero effect. They think this is going to bring writers back. It won't. They're just spending $8 billion because they have it, and they're all going to make a lot of money doing this, and they're going to hire more people that they're connected to politically or they're related to, and everyone is going to get fat and rich off our tax money. $8 billion for something virtually no one uses except the homeless and, uh, or, and, and the psychos. Listen to this. And, and, and the drug addicts. Even the Times wrote, in Los Angeles, metro ridership plunged as businesses closed or shifted to remote work, and homeless people largely took over the empty buses, trains, and transit stations. Violent crime is up 81% on the system for the first three months of the year, compared with the same period from last year. Eventually, Patrons complain of soiled seats and elevators reeking of urine. Soiled seats. What do you think the seats are soiled with? Guess what, though? They're going to spend money to replace the seats. They haven't apparently... By the way, two-thirds of Metro is bus riders. Just to be clear, it's not so much the subways you see. A lot of it is the buses. No, no, but a lot more money goes into building trains. Oh, plus they're short of drivers, too. They have to hire a bunch of drivers. Who who would take that job? Why would you want to take a job driving mental patients and and drug addicts up and down? Aren't you in like a soundproof booth that just has like... Like no, I, I, I think it's terrifying to be a, bu- a bus driver. Uh, and, and by the way, th- there might be a lot more people on bus, buses than rail or more right. buses than rail. But the rail is an en- enormously costly. They spend billions of dollars building those rail lines underground. They're, they're doing one under uh, Wilshire Boulevard right now. 
This construction project has gone on for years and years and years. Oh, the subway to the sea. Yeah, the subway Tony to Valar. the sea. Yeah. And, and it's like the expo line brought a lot of criminals into Santa Monica from downtown. Oh, and so did the gold line. Yeah, the up gold in parts north. Yeah, right. uh, gold line brought them to the Pasadena area. Yes, that, that's all this is. It's an express. And now you're just transporting the homeless around to new neighborhoods. It, yes, that's what it is. It's like in case you're short of uh, criminals, psychotics, drug addicts, and homeless people, LA is setting up uh, an elaborate train system so they can come into your neighborhood and reach a critical mass. Well, they're they're working on the soiled seats. They're going to replace the fabric seats probably with something that's a little more soil and stain resistance. I mean, do you realize we're talking about bodily fluids here? That's what that's what's going on. Yeah, you get some kind of plasticky, so the fluids don't like reek into the seat sure. and stay there forever until they kind of slide off. I think is the idea. That's <laughs> it's, it's when I, you have fabric, it, the poop absorbed. and the urine just soaks right in there. Sure. I'm eight, not an expert, but I would imagine that's what they're talking about. Eight billion dollars? Eight billion dollars of our money. That's yeah, it's a record budget. It's, so it's, in times of big ridership plummeting, there's they want more money to spend. Now, did they collect eight billion dollars? I doubt it. I guess they get grant money and all sorts of probably, money from the feds and it's the state. Probably and, a mix. Yeah. Because because uh, all these all these levels of government they is trying must to be running a deficit of some kind though. Oh, an actual would, operating deficit? Yeah. Yeah. These are all subsidies, probably from the state and the federal government, in addition to the city. No, there, there's very little mass transit that produces an operational profit. It, it, it's really expensive to run, and people, if they pay, and in L.A. they're not even paying anymore, the, the, the fares are so low. But, but, but if, if, you know, if, it, if it was like New York City, at least what you'd be doing is taking people off the streets, uh, you know, dramatically lessening traffic. Uh because, you know, the roads are so congested in New York and there's no parking and all that. So it, it's really useful. But in L.A., it's not useful. They, it, it doesn't follow anyone's normal commuting pattern. All right. When we come back, wow, there's another chapter still concerning the former Olympic gymnastics team doctor, Larry Nassa, who sexually assaulted all those young gymnast girls and other athletes he was in Michigan, and of course, he was with the U.S. gymnastics team. Well, uh, John Manley's coming on because they are not going to the, de the decision was made by the Department of Justice to not criminally charge FBI agents who apparently had learned all sorts of information about claims of sex abuse by NASA and let him continue on for a long period of time abusing girls coming up next john and ken show oh the five o'clock hour is almost here and of course we've got the moist line it's friday we're going to start though by talking to state senator melinda melendez who will give us more information on this uh, strange bill that passed today in sacramento to eliminate reporting requirements to law enforcement regarding acts of assaults or physical threats by pupils against teachers and other school employees. The thinking behind it is that it apparently impacts students of color too much. So we've got to stop reporting them. But could it be key and instrumental in stopping a possible mass shooter? We'll talk about all this at 5.05. By now, you've probably heard the story of Larry Nasser. He was the team doctor for the U.S. Women's National Gymnastics Team, and he sexually abused hundreds of girls and young women over the years. 
um, numerous Olympic and U.S. gymnasts. And um, the Department of Justice was investigating some FBI agents who may have covered up, may have had knowledge of what Nasser was up to. But um, the Department of Justice today said they are not going to be criminally charging charging the FBI agents. Uh, we are going to put now John Manley on because he's the lead attorney representing many, many hundreds, thousands of survivors of sexual assault by Nasser. And he's got a lot to say on this. Uh, John, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, f- for the audience, uh, I- explain what you say the FBI agents knew about Larry Nasser's activities. Sure. So in uh, May of 2015, our client Maggie Nichols, who was a national team gymnast, Ali Raisman, and Michaela Maroney. Uh, Raisman and Maroney are both uh, gold medalists. Allie Raisman is a two-time gold medalist, reported to USA Gymnastics that Larry Nasser had molested them. Uh, USA Gymnastics delayed for six weeks before they finally reported it, and they reported it to the FBI. They reported it to a man named Jay Abbott, who was the special agent in charge of the Indianapolis field office. It was very clear they were molested. There was no ambiguity. And for over a year... The FBI told my clients' families, the Raismans, the, Mar- the Maronis, uh, and the Nichols, that they were investigating. Uh, it turns out that they weren't. What they were doing is helping and assisting USA Gymnastics in hiding the fact that Larry Nasser was a child molester. Uh, we believe, and you don't have to believe me, the Office of Inspector General of the Department of Justice came to the same conclusion. The the IG report, which came out about eight months ago, determined that uh, not one but three agents lied under oath, that they violated policy. They were doing things like clearing press releases for USA Gymnastics. Jay Abbott was actually negotiating or trying to get a job as the director of security for the U.S. Olympic Committee while this went on. And it was very clear that Steve Penny, the president of USC Gymnastics, did not want this out. He said, our biggest concern is that Dr. Nasser, who's very squirmy, chases the story. He said things to the FBI when the Indianapolis Star broke the story about abuse in gymnastics that he wanted to body slam the journalist. He put this in, 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 in an email to the FBI, the special agent in charge. The L.A. office of the FBI the, the Detroit and Grand Rapids office of the FBI and the Indianapolis office of the FBI all assisted in this cover-up. And it's not just academic. What happened is when they covered this up, they pulled Nasser from USA Gymnastics, but they didn't pull him from Michigan State. He molested over 100 more little girls in that year period of time while the FBI knew he was a molester, told nobody. He was actually under investigation by the Michigan State Police and the FBI never notified them. Had he picked up the phone, they would have been arrested, and over 100 little girls would not have been molested. Um, what the Department of Justice did, frankly, the, the Trump Department of Justice and the Biden Department of Justice, in not charging these guys, gives them a green light. They fired one agent. Jay Abbott retired, has an entire you know, lifetime pension uh, of multiple hundred thousand dollars. 
And, you know, again, you don't have to believe me. Jerry Moran, conservative Republican senator from Kansas, great U.S. senator. Uh, senator Blumenthal, another good U.S. senator, Democrat from, from, from Connecticut, are co-chairs of this committee. Both have expressed outrage. They've held multiple hearings on it on the Department of Justice handling of this. And, you know, the, what's really messed up is that if you or I or anybody else on the street lie under oath to the FBI, you go to jail. And, you know, the Justice Department's already determined these guys are liars, and they won't charge them. And the question you have to ask yourself is, is why? And um, I'm very confident the Senate's going to hold a hearing and get to the bottom of this. But Simone Biles, Allie Raisman, Michaela Maroney, some of the biggest names in gymnastics, all were abused by this man. And, and many little girls that I represented and I know, some of whom are still little girls, were molested by this man in that year period. Imagine trying to explain to their families that the FBI knew this guy, this guy was a monster and didn't do anything. In fact, hit it and lied. Let me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. I understand that one of the agents, Jay Abbott, was trying to get a job, right? So he had motivation to uh, block this right. investigation. But you mentioned there were FBI agents in Los Angeles and Detroit and, and Indianapolis in addition to Abbott. What was the motivation for all of them to join in well, this cover-up? What were they getting out of it? John, that's a very interesting question. Um, what I can tell you is at the very time this cover-up was happening, the L.A. Uh, the L.A. Olympic Committee, uh, L.A. 2028, was trying to get the bid. I believe, I can't prove it, but I believe because I, I you know, I, I can't take discovery because the case went to bankruptcy. Um, but I believe this, this happened at a higher level of the Justice Department, and I, I think there was pressure because of the bid. I've always believed it, and I think there are members of the U.S. Senate that believe it. But this was not some rogue agent in Indianapolis doing this on his own. The special agent in charge of the Indianapolis office doesn't tell the L.A. office what to do. He doesn't tell the Detroit office what to do. Um, you know, the FBI is, a, 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 you know, when I grew up, you know, you watched Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. on the FBI show, and it was this revered agency. And frankly, under Jim Comey, uh, it, it's developed a culture of arrogance, of indifference, uh, and it's failing. And, if you know, if it fails Simone Biles, and if it fails Allie Raisman and Michaela Maroney, how do you think the average person... Well, thinks? you know, what's what's weird here is that it encompasses these far-flung FBI offices, Detroit, Indianapolis, Los Angeles. It covers, uh, you know, two different administrations that are wildly different politically, Trump and Biden. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand, I mean, some of this goes probably goes back, you know, to the Obama years. I'm trying to understand what is the motivation for all these disparate agencies and people and agents to all be in on protecting Larry Nasser and covering up his well, crimes. And the crimes were staggering. They're overwhelming. What is it? Yeah. I mean, what's motivating I, all these people? All I can tell you, all I can tell you is what the, the, the DOJ says. And th this is not John Manley saying it. This is the Department of Justice that there were, you know, and nobody has gotten these guys under oath. And I'm actually I'm very confident and hopeful that there's going to be a Senate hearing and then get these agents under oath. I mean, you, who, I've never seen, I've been doing this 30 years. The FBI was clearing press releases that USA Gymnastics was going to send out. They were lying to raise the Raismans. I, I, you know, I can tell you, Lynn Raisman would get on here right now and tell you they lied to her face. They were so desperate to get the FBI to act 
they actually called a field office in Boston and asked them to investigate it and, 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 and investigate it because that's where they lived. They couldn't get anybody to do anything. And they were kept being told by – and they, they weren't communicating with the FBI. The FBI had Steve Penny communicate with them, who had every, every desire to cover this up. Steve Penny tried to attend Allie Raisman's interview at the Olympic Training Center with the FBI, and they were going to let him do it. So this isn't some wild, wild conspiracy. This is what happened. No, I believe like I said, you. It's all in the Inspector General. It, 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 it all, it's all in the Inspector General's report. And I think it's really important we get your question answered. Okay. Because we it got, hasn't been. We've got to go. I got news coming up here. But we want to stay on top of this. Because uh, okay. I want to know. I want to know what's, what's the story behind this. All right, John. Th- thanks for coming on again. John Manley. Hi, uh, John Manley with Manley Stewart and Finaldi. And again, the story is the Larry Nasser sexual abuse of gymnasts both on the Olympic team and at Michigan State, has another chapter, and that's the FBI agents who apparently covered this all up. They got information back in 2015 about the molestations, sat on it, so NASA could go on to uh, abuse more girls, and the decision was made by the Department of Justice to not criminally charge them. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Uh, we interrupt the John and Ken show for a very important message. Are you listening? What? Hi, it's Deborah. Can you ask John to call me as soon as possible? It's important trying to figure something out about tonight. Can't leave until I speak with him. Been trying for an hour. Thank you. Was my phone ringing? So, uh, oh, I just relaying. got the same text. <laughs> did. I did. I just looked at my phone. <laughs> she gave oh. up on trying to reach you directly. Uh, well, I got two texts here. Yeah. No. Call no. me now. Okay. So, you want to do it now? You want to wait the four minutes? No, I would wait five minutes. It's. I mean, she only called me 15 minutes ago. Oh, says you've been trying for an hour. Come on, you. <laughs> it's not an hour. It's 15 minutes. Well, she said in her text she was trying for an hour. To uh, I don't know. I'm, all right. Well, you're in trouble. Uh, that's a permanent state. <laughs> they continue to uh, arrest people involved in the massive and really nationwide unemployment insurance scam that was precipitated by the pandemic. And the idea, particularly here in California, to just get the money out there. Don't worry about who's claiming it. Now they're trying to catch up with these people. This time it involves a uh, postal carrier and a man from Valencia. The carrier is 32-year-old Stephen Glover of Palmdale. The Valencia man is 26-year-old Travis McKenzie. They apparently, McKenzie lived on Glover's delivery route. And between 2020 and 2021, They obtained debit cards from the California Employment Development Department by applying for federal unemployment benefits using about 50 stolen identities and claiming a whole bunch of COVID-19 related job losses. They ended up being issued cards with balances totaling nearly $800,000. They withdrew over $300,000 from the cards. And I imagine they spent it like most people do. On fun stuff, luxury goods, cars, travel. I don't know. It doesn't say here. But it says here, the debit cards were issued in the names of victims, some of whom had never resided in, worked in, or even visited California, according to the prosecutors. Um, The men withdrew and split the money using the cards. See, the postal guy is helpful because now you don't have to worry about sending it to somebody else's house and trying to get it from them. You know how you have to put an address on it so you can control the card when it's mailed? So if you have the postal carrier working with you, 
He said, we'll just send it to any house on the route. Sure. And I'll grab it and I'll bring it to you. Here are the addresses on my route. Exactly right. So he ends up with Or he the, even uh, brought him right to Glover's home, all of them, no matter what the address was on it. He, he took it to Glover's home and said, here we go. Let's have that, a big night. That's a good one. That's a good one. You get yeah. a poster worker. There's a little inside help to make that. Make worked. sure the debit cards go to the right place. It worked for a while. I, it did. Uh, uh, what happens to these people? And it took them until here, 2022, to catch up with them. Now, they just I, charged them. I guess these are federal crimes because they used uh, the mail system. So there's a, it's you know mail fraud. Uh, because if it was in the state, they probably nothing much would happen to them. But right. the federal crimes means they really will go to jail over this. Yeah, I think they even did something with the Virginia unemployment system. I mean, they were working the whole country, but obviously R-E-D-D got ripped off the most. Wouldn't you like to see, I'd love to even see this dramatized. Once they announced the system, right, how many thousands and thousands of, of people around the world got all excited? They're sitting in their apartments, in their living rooms, and it instantly hits them. It's like, oh. I can scam this system, like all the professional scammers who do this stuff all day. I mean, because this is a tremendous outpouring of, of of scam requests. Thousands and thousands of people yeah. are doing this. Uh, there are scammers waiting every day for the new and best opportunity, and they jumped right on this one in yeah, 2020. I wonder, I wonder how many of them this was just another another scam they were pulling, right, at, a, at a, you know maybe 20 a year, and how many of them decided for the first time, it's like, oh, I think I know how I can do it. I, all I have to do is you know, fill out a form. All right, we're there, the 5 o'clock hour Friday, so in about 20 minutes you'll hear from the Moist Line people. A lot of what we'll do in between will focus on, of course, the Texas mass shooting and the news today that uh, they made the wrong decision not getting right into that classroom and neutralizing that gunman. They had that 40, 45-minute period elapse where kids uh, may have been dying or already uh, about to be shot. Uh, when we come back, we'll start with Melissa Melendez from the California State Senate. They voted, and it's kind of related to this, to end the requirement that students who threaten violence against school officials be reported to law enforcement. We'll get all the details coming I, up. I, I don't understand that. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 866- Six nine one two one seven three, or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.